Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Hey, we're in this series called Joyful Expectations, and today we're going to be looking at a passage that is found in Luke chapter 1, and it's a story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. And I know you've heard most likely some part of this story, but today we're going to focus on an aspect of it that maybe, just maybe, it might be new for you today. I believe that every time we revisit the scriptures and even revisit stories that we think we know, God has something new to show us. So I pray that our minds and hearts would be open as we would read in Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. And it said that Zechariah said to the angel that had appeared to him, how can I be sure this will happen? Zechariah is looking for confirmation. He's looking for affirmation. He's looking for more evidence. He wants more proof so that he can put his faith in what the angel is saying. And he's saying, how can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now. And now he's going into his reasons. And then he says, and my wife is also well along in years. I like the way he said that. You could tell Zachariah's been married a long time. <laughs> he said he was the old one. And then said his wife is just, you know, advanced in her years as well. And then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. And so what we have here is an archangel. And, and Gabriel is coming with an authority that is even higher than any that the other angels may possess. He has gone directly into the presence of God, and now he finds himself before Zechariah. And that's important for us to, to know this, because it tells us that angels are not just emissaries or messengers, but that they are essential in seeing the plans of God fulfilled. And God wants to see his plans fulfilled, not through his angels, but through his people who've made a decision to follow him. And so Gabriel is bringing the message. But the ones who are to fulfill the plan are Zechariah and Elizabeth. And I want you to understand how important you are to God and how essential you are to his plan and how that plan cannot be fulfilled unless we are willing to come into the presence of God and say, when you speak to me, I will not doubt you I will follow you with the faith that I have. And so 
The story continues, and it says, It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. And meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary because he was in the temple doing his service unto God. And they were all wondering why he was taking so long. And in those days, they would sometimes fear that if the priest had not taken proper care of his spiritual life, that he may not come out of the temple at all. And they would have to drag his body out with the rope that they had tied around his waist. And so the people were waiting. And then finally, when he comes out in verse 22, he couldn't speak to them. They realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. And so they imagine that what has happened is that he's just overwhelmed and overpowered by the presence of God and that he has only temporarily lost his ability to speak. But they don't know that he had an encounter with an angel who took away his ability to speak. That the angel silenced him and that he cannot speak until the child is born. And Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over. He returned home. And soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she explained. He has taken away my disgrace, the shame of not having any children. And the story would continue that once Elizabeth gave birth to their son, they would name him John. And he would become known as John the Baptist. Are you familiar with that name? John was that son. And the moment that they were discussing and talking about what name he should have, and because they had not heard Zechariah speak throughout the pregnancy, all of a sudden, he now utters the words, his name shall be John. And the silence is broken. And for the first time in 400 years, Israel has a prophet once again. Someone who is going to announce the coming of the Messiah, who is Jesus, our Lord. And I don't want you to imagine that Zechariah advanced in age, not having had the family that he envisioned he would have in the servants of God, must have lived with quite 
a number of disappointments like all of us in one way or another to the point where through circumstances and challenges, through disaster and disappointment, we have just gotten to the point where it's difficult for us to be joyful. Enough can happen in our lives that we can just lose sight of what it is to be joyful and to expect that God can still do something that can bring us joy in our lives. And I think Zachariah was just past that point, you know, just past that moment in his life where he just recognized that he just was going to do his service, honor God, live out the last days of his service in the temple, and then, you know, his life would be done. But God said, no, you don't understand, Zachariah. You may not have any expectations for your life. You may look at your life and not feel like there's anything joyful to look forward to, but I'm going to give it to you right now. And he gives it to him. And he tells him, you're going to be a father. Your wife is going to be a mother. I am going to give you a prophet in the land. It's going to come from you, your household. And Zechariah, who was advanced in age, and we saw that he described himself as just old. I, I hear people say that they feel old when they're in their 30s. I, I hear that. My daughter's always complaining that I've given her bad genetics because she's got a pain in her knee now. She's only 19. And she says, Dad, you gave me bad genes. That, that knee that you hurt with, I've got it. I'm starting to feel old like you. Sometimes we're young, but we feel old. I, I heard someone describe their child just the other day that they were an old soul. Have you ever heard that expression? They were just like serious, you know? Like they didn't laugh like the other kids. They didn't play like the other kids. They're just like more intellectual, just more reserved, just, just carried themselves differently, you know? Wouldn't get on the ground like the other children. And just an old soul. Listen to old music, you know? Like not that they didn't understand music, but just an old soul. And I think that sometimes we just get old in our relationship with God. And we, we, we realize that, that we're just kind of just living our life and going through the motions, and we lose our joyful expectation of what God can bring even now still. I hate that Zechariah has to be silenced. But I, I honestly believe that God had to silence Zechariah so his doubts wouldn't become contagious. And I feel like sometimes we go around people and, and they're just going through a hard time, and I get it. And we have to listen to those people. We have to help them get out of it. You know, there's a season for us to grieve. There's a season for us to grieve with them. But we can't allow people to remain in that season of grief forever. Does that make sense? 
You know, there was a prophet in the Bible by the name of, of Jeremiah. And, and the Bible says that he was a great prophet, but, but he was always a little downer. He was always a little depressed, this guy. He had, he had, he had problems that way. He just did. And, and when you read through Jeremiah, it makes you sad. And it makes total sense that the next book he would write is actually called Lamentations. Does that make sense? And the thing about Jeremiah is that he was always like, you know, just looking at the thing from the wrong side of things, like just the wrong way. He had the wrong attitude often. And, and, and when, when, he, when he cries out to God in the book of Lamentations, we need to understand that, that lament, lamenting before God is just, it's just, it's okay. It's even okay to be angry before God. Did you know that? It's okay to be upset with him. But here's what lament is. Lament is an in-between place between pain and praise. And if you stay in that place of lament too long, you never get to the place of praise. We understand that pain brought you to question God. It brought you to question yourself, brought you to question other people, got you to question everything that happened to you and the things that were done to you. And you are in that place of lament. But if you live there, you never get to experience the praise. And what God is telling all of us is that we can be silenced to the point where we don't get to praise. If we stay in this place of doubt and disappointment too long. And God wants to move us out of that place into a place where we have joyful expectations again. And you know, he gets silenced. He gets silenced because God doesn't want his doubts to be passed on to his wife. There's no way, Zechariah, that you are leaving my presence and going to, to your wife and spreading this garbage. Because I have given you my word that your wife will bear a son and his name is to be John. Can we say amen to that? You know, there are times when God has to silence us because we are doing no good in the world, honestly. He doesn't want us to be silenced, but he has to silence us because instead of making things better, we're making them worse. And I don't want us to be silenced. God doesn't want anyone here to be silenced. What he wants is for us to be able to shout his promise. Come on, Gabriel came out of the presence of God, went right to Zechariah and gave him an opportunity to come out of that temple shouting that he was going to be a father, that his wife was going to bear him a son. Instead, they went into hiding for five months. Do you understand what's happening in the story? Because he couldn't speak. And it was for him to say it. They had to go into hiding. Elizabeth couldn't be out in public pregnant because they knew that everyone would be like, I wonder who the father is. <laughs> and so they went into hiding. And this is what happens. This is what happens when we allow our doubt and our fears and our disappointments and our discouragement and whatever devastation we've gone through and whatever it is that we no longer believe can bring us to a place of joy 
in our present lives, this is what happens. We get silenced. And God says, I don't want to silence you. I want to make you a part of this. I want you to be out there receiving from me, having joyful expectations of the future. Look, some of us have just been waiting and, and, and expecting absolutely nothing. Content, maybe even. Satisfied. Listen, sit in a dark room long enough and you realize that you stop needing light. But darkness can never substitute the light that God wants to give you. No matter how comfortable you get living in it. If you think that what you've received so far is good enough, I want you to know right now you are so wrong. Because God is the kind of God who only brings us from one place to the next, from one level to the next, from one experience to the next, from great to greater. That's who he is. That's what he does. And so if you don't go into your life expecting that, even after hardships, even after things have been taken from you, things that in some ways will, you will never get back, just like the last two days spending time with this RCMP officer's family, never get there's dad back. They'll never get their husband back. It's been taken from them at the age of 43. Gone. But eternal. And I need you to understand that can they dare to expect joy and joy in their future, the answer is yes. And it is yes for you as well. See, it doesn't matter what you've been through, but it's the fact that to this very moment, to this very day, God continues to send his angels to minister to you. And he brings people into your life to encourage you and to show you this is the path Stop going back to the disappointment. Stop going back to the silence. You are not to be silent anymore. You are to speak the promise of God. The promise of God that is on your life. The promise of God that is for your future. The promise of God that you need to shout. When they heard Zacharias speak, they were all amazed. They thought he had lost his, his voice forever, but he was only silenced until the promise was fulfilled. And here's what I need you to understand. Silence didn't nullify the promise of God. The promise of God just kept going. It kept growing within Elizabeth. And when the time came for the promise to be fulfilled, well, Zechariah was able to speak again. And so will you. Your voice is not lost it hasn't been taken from you because the promise of God cannot be nullified in your life. Sometimes we participate 
in Satan's plan in allowing ourselves to be silenced. And we walk away from God and we walk away from serving him and we walk away from our purpose and, and we walk away from his plan and we walk away from his promises and we think they're no longer there for us. And that's exactly what he wants. He wants us to stay in the silence. But what happened in the silence for Zechariah is that he kept looking forward to the day when he would once again be able to speak. Can you say amen to that? He knew the day was coming because he knew that his son would one day be born. And when his son was finally born, he knew that he would once again be able to speak. And maybe he didn't know 100%. Maybe he wasn't sure. And maybe there were days where he was certain and days where he wasn't. And days when he knew that he had messed up and, and he felt so bad and, and unworthy and, and shamed of that. I'm sure of it. And then there were days when he would look at his wife and he couldn't believe that, that the, the next prophet of their nation, of the world, was there, who was going to announce the Messiah to come. He would look at that and say, my whole life has been worth it because right now, even though I've been silenced, my son is going to speak the promises of God. And sometimes we look to the future and we look to what the next generation can do. But it doesn't mean that we in our generation will not have an opportunity to also speak. And Zechariah was able to speak and to say his name shall be John. And God fulfilled his plan and his purpose and his promise in his life. And God is going to do the same for you. What is it that you no longer dare to dream no longer dare to hope for? What is it that you've given up on because you feel like you've been silenced? What is it that you can't joyfully expect to come in your life? And I want you to know that that is not God's plan for your life. That is not what God wants for your life. That is not what you are supposed to live in your life. What you are supposed to live in your life is joyful expectation. An expectation that God has much more to give you, to do in you and even through you. And he did it in this story and he can do it in your story as well. God bless you. And so, Father, we want to pray your blessing over each and every person that is here and, and the hundreds that watch online. And we just thank you, God, that you are just growing this community of faith and that you are giving us an opportunity to do this so beautifully in this city that you've called us to. We want to pray for other churches that are gathering, that we want to pray for how they are spreading your light and your word, and how they are called to do this in another place, and that we all have the same purpose, and that is to, to make you known. We thank you for the people that were baptized today. And for the ones that you just touched in this service and, and talked to about taking that step themselves one day. And I, I want to thank you, God, that we may have felt silence coming in, but we are leaving this place shouting, shouting your promises, God. No longer to be silenced, but filled with joyful expectation of what you have next. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received 
and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening, and God bless you immensely.